Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the only podcast we're pretty sure that brings you the best, the brightest, the strangest, the sexiest TV shows and film properties to stream right from your home in an ocean of streaming networks vying for your attention. We are your lighthouse. Your beacons of broadcast. Your curators of content. Mm, we're back. So we're in the middle of our uh, re-releasing of age-old episodes from five, four, four, five, three years ago. Five. Yeah, the last one was five, and then it'll be four. No, it'll be about five, because remember, we started uh, in between seasons one and two. Yeah, they're old as shit. That's yeah. right. So if you're if you're delving into those with us, have fun. If you're new to the show, it's going to sound like we were idiots because we were. We our predictions were way off, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, you can see you can see our growth as human beings as we grow. I'm literally the not the same person that I was in those first episodes. No, you're not. You literally texted me after I released the last episode. You're like, I said some things <laughs> that 2022 Chris is very ashamed of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that'll continue happening. 2029 Chris is going to hate 2022 Chris. <laughs> if I'm growing as a person, that's a good thing. Yeah, we all grow. Yeah, yeah. but we, we stopped back in to, to do a, a little more live action because we're going to cover uh, Doctor Strange too. Uh, I don't think it's called that. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Do- Strange. Doctor Poland? Strange two in Cruise Control. <laughs> is there? I don't think there's a two at, at all. No, there's not. Yeah, it's, it's just in the multiverse. Is it in or is it a colon Multiverse of Madness? It's in for sure. Okay, Andy's really fucking confident. I keep questioning yeah. him. I was reading that earlier today. Were you reading I that? Like, <laughs> I was reading the whole colon debate. So we're gonna drop in to do that. Also, I have a. I'm gonna posit something for you guys. Can I posit? Pause it away. I'm all about positivity here. Here I go. <laughs> Positing. So I found a showing for Top Gun Maverick at Top 10. Gun. Top Gun. Because uh, as you guys know, we're going to be covering Stranger Things season four. So we're going to have to spend all weekend binging Stranger Things and recording episodes. So we're going to start at three o'clock in the morning like we always do. But guys, I don't normally stay up that late. But Top Gun Maverick also comes out on the 27th. So I was like, oh, shit. But we always see movies on Thursday. So what do you, how do you guys feel? I found a 1030 showing of Top Gun Maverick. Do you think that, do you think that would behoove us to get fucking hyped up on some Top Gun action from like 1030 to one ish and then come chill until three o'clock when the show starts? Or are you guys wanting to like sleep until like midnight? What was your thinking? That is some behoovery right there. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. Wait, so didn't Kenobi also drop? Kenobi drops on the 27th as well. Yeah. Shit. So you're, so you're saying, Watch Top Gun late night and then hang out until Stranger Things starts. Record, record those and then, uh, and then watch co- Kenobi or we, are we, when do we, I, I haven't even told Steve my plan that we should cover Kenobi that same weekend. Oh, I don't want to freak him out. You're not going to freak me out, baby. I took vacation days for yeah, this I'm weekend. off from Friday <laughs> to Monday as well. So it's no biggie to me. Um, but yeah, I was thinking we should watch Top Gun. We don't have to record an episode on Top Gun. I just thought it's something. If I got I mean, late, I super duper want to see that movie. So it's going to be amazing. The early reviews are incredible. So then here's the plan. We watch Top Gun. We record a podcast episode, get some food, giggle, tickle each other like we always do <laughs> in the buff. <laughs> then by the time it's we're done with that, and we're all finished, if you will. Stranger Things season four will be debuting or debutting as they pronounce it, uh, I believe, in Europe. The correct way. Yeah. <laughs> Aluminium. We don't want any controversy. Debussy. (laughs) (laughs) Then we wrote, watch what? What was our plan? The first two episodes of that? Make two podcast episodes. I think so, yeah. Drop them. Go sleep. Come back. Do more Stranger Things. And then bust some Kenobis. Get litty. I'm all about busting some Kenobis. So are we going to drop like 
eight episodes in a four day span. That's our plan, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. We we are going to be hot taking it. I have, I have ideas for that. I want to throw past to you guys. I'm not comfortable sharing what I'm sharing with them. Yeah, They don't need air. to see all the behind the scenes. I don't want to air our dirty laundry. I don't want to go too inside baseball. I don't want to show people how the sausage gets made. All right. Yeah. Well, we do go soup to nuts just so they know. Any quick drop an idiom. I, I can't remember what idiom means right now. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) Phil is losing his mind somewhere. Idiom is a comparison using like or as, right? No, Andy. Andy majored in English, by the way. Simile. An idiom is like an expression. Okay. Like everything we just. Soup to nuts. Um, uh, Heretofore after. (laughs) What? That's not an idiom. (laughs) I'm so So my eight-year-old son, by the way, the other day, I was like, dang. Mason, it's raining cats and dogs out here. And he said, oh, I learned that idiom. And (laughs) I looked at him all crazy. like Such an interesting turn of phrase. Your son knows words I don't. Fuck, I got to go back to school. My guy. Are you smarter than a second grader? (laughs) Anyway, he's a third grader. We digress. So that's the plan for later in the month. Today, though, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, before that, we'll do a little bit of crossing streams and things like that. Dr. Be- Strange 2, Electric Boogaloo. Before we get all the way going here, let me just remind you guys that you can support this show if you are so able by going to patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com. Not com. No. Dot, 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 Fuck. <laughs> They're never going to find the right address. Patreon.com. <laughs> I went there, Chris. I had 20 bucks. I was going to get patreon.com. Slash streaming things. And you can become one of our patrons, one of our early adopters, grassroots supporters. Much like these fine folk that are on the list that I keep. None of which are one percenters. Bernie, (laughs) are you here? No. Bernie, are we in the same room at the same time for once? Who are you? (laughs) You're not Bernie, you're Journey. Bernie's (laughs) cousin. Do you take the bus? (laughs) I try to be like Steve. Do cool accents. I don't sound like that. (laughs) I find it reprehensible. (laughs) But yeah, we want to thank these Patreon subscribers. We want to thank Phil, Carmelita, Carrie, Enza. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Kay. Katie, Daniel, Jimmy, Sarah, Elo, who finally got back to us and said he loves the nickname. Oh, sweet. Kyle. That's right. And Tomas. Tomas. Maybe he will like his nickname as well. I want to hear from you soon, Tomas. TBD. <laughs> Let us know if the H is indeed silent like we think. Also, I do want to shout out. Uh, we did get a, a voicemail a couple weeks ago, but we never played it because there hasn't been a good reason to. But uh, uh, Stephen the Fifth gave us another uh, voicemail a couple weeks Stevie ago. V? So thank you, Stevie V, for doing that. By the way, listening to that, uh, I could be wrong. Uh, when we were listening to that uh, Stranger Things season one recap and predictions or whatever. Because we were um, listening together. Yes. <laughs> we sat in a room like, what did we sound like? That's not true. I was on my own in my car. However, I do recall uh, a, a, a reference to Stephen Vukovic, that uh, Stephen the V. Oh, really? He's wow. been a long time listener. That's what I'm trying to get. I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at. Speaking of uh, long time listeners. what V stands for? Yeah, it's like Vukovic, I think. Sorry, Steve. I, I don't remember. But at the time, I was really confident. In 2017, I said it without hesitation. <laughs> yeah, you just trailblazed through it. was a it. fucking solid reader back then. Uh, now we, you're so full <laughs> of not confidence and shame that you're <laughs> second-guessing yourself at all times. We got an email to streamingthingspod at gmail.com that I'd like to share very quickly. It's from uh, Abby G, 
who I assume lives in Europe somewhere. She didn't say, but she said across the pond. I think that's what that means, right? The pond is a uh, idiom for the ocean. Uh, <laughs> it says, hi, guys. Hope you're all well, question mark. Uh, not yeah, so much. Right. Uh, pretty great, actually. Life's good. I've been listening to you guys since 2017, and I still look forward to your new episodes each week. Your podcast got me into film and TV. I've discovered some of my favorite films through your recommendations. And she, there's the British spelling of favorite there. So that gives it away. Uh, thank you for all the good times and laughs. Well wishes from across the pond. Thank you so much, Abby. Uh, that means a lot to us. Holy shit. You've been yeah. listening to us for five years. We and got her into film and TV, guys. I, now she, I want to know what her favorite. Uh, she was into podcasting first and then branched out into <laughs> film and TV. Well, I think what she means is like I understand. deep analysis. I, I knew what she meant. I just wanted to We don't know. In Britain, there might not be many TVs. Yeah, we true. don't know. You've been watching the BBC? <laughs> <laughs> All we got is Doctor Who here. <laughs> See? I don't know why they all sound like 1920s Chicago gangsters. Hey, we're British. <laughs> we're British. See? Want to find out two of my C? See? <laughs> Uh, but no, I would be really interested to see what some of her favorite uh, movies and or TV shows she 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 likes that she. Yeah. Know, what are the favorites her, yeah. that, uh, that we hipped you to? Are they the favorites starring Emma Stone? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. That's a good movie. Dad, what's, uh, what's the queen's name? Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, she's a saint. Love her. Mm-hmm. She is a saint. I don't know if officially. She's almost as saintly she, as Abby is. Yeah, for sure. They're there. She might be Dame Olivia Coleman soon. Mm. That's not saintly, but still. Anywho, sounds very damely though. I think that's all the business news. We dropped what's coming the rest of the month. It's going to be a hectic month. So if you're a, a casual listener, I don't know if this is going to be your bag because you're going to have fucking nine, ten episodes to listen to in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of our hardcore fans like Abby, then peace be with you. Yeah. And if you're one of the people that uh, listen to the show and have only really kind of stuck around for our movie reviews, you weren't really around when Stranger Things was a show. I really, really am excited for you guys to listen to the show when we cover uh, Stranger Things because it really was like our roots. We're going to get to be our best selves. It's going to be, I'm so excited for it. Like, not that I don't enjoy what we do now. I I love it. But like, there's something like nostalgic and exciting. Oh, remember when? There's something magical about when we have Stranger Things for sure. Matthew Modine's probably going to be showing up all the He's time. a frequent guest on our show. All He's the time. A, an excellent uh, mensch for that. Mensch. For sure. He's a mensch. I think that's a, an appropriate use of that. It's a beautiful idiom. I don't think that's an idiom. <laughs> that's just a word that means. That's just a word, Andy. We'll teach Andy by the end of this series run how to use the idiom in a sentence. <laughs> All right. Andy Hoosel. Let's get right on to our crossing stream segment. Crossing Streams is the segment where each week we talk about the things we've been streaming since last we met. Andy, you yeah. cool cat and kitten, mm-hmm. what oh, have you been streaming? It's like Carol Baskin if she was like an R&B radio DJ or something. I fucking love it. Hell Damn. yeah. Cool cat and kitten. I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here the whole time. You guys, I don't know if anybody ever told you this, but nobody puts Andy in the corner. Mm. You watch Dirty Dancing? I watched Dirty Dancing for the first time ever. Oh, really? First, first time? time? First time ever. Uh, oh. You always remember your first time. It was uh, it was an experience for sure. God damn, is that an 80s movie. And God damn, <laughs> am I here for it? Although I do have to say, uh, Peace Do, as I, I feel like we have to call him from now on, right? 
Wait, Patrick no, Swayze? Patrick, uh, Patrick uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mix up Patrick Stewart and Swayze. P. Stewart, Patrick P. Stewart. I have P. Stew on the mind because we were talking about we him. We were earlier, talking about him earlier, but that was a pre-show callback, and so it's all fucked. I want to see the version of Dirty Dancing with Patrick Stewart. <laughs> nobody, that's what. That's the worst. Love, nobody boy. puts baby in the corner. <laughs> see him make it so. Fucking try to throw Jennifer Grey up, dude, and <laughs> just crumple. Everyone's um, about to dance, and he like holds up a hand, and everyone stops and looks at him before he goes. Engage. <laughs> um, guys, that movie is a joy. It's so much fun. But Peaceway is uh, <laughs> an abusive, terrible person for 90% of that movie. And then suddenly just uh, it, it's like this really nice, sweet girl who happens to come from money and is on this vacation with her family is trying desperately to be accepted by these people that she perceives as cool. And they're like, oh, you want to help us? Fuck you. Oh, you're going to give us money? Fuck you. Oh, you want to dance? No, fuck you. Oh, I think I love you. And it's like it's wild how like tonally jarring it is. So I had to. um try to ignore the 2022 lens that I was bringing into it and be like, all right, guys, it's an 80, 80s movie. Uh, the relationships that they portrayed back then weren't always the best. And uh, just look past it. And once I was able to uh, get out of the uh, 2022 Andy uh, mindset, I had a fucking blast with it. I love dancing. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I just want to dance. I've seen you cut rugs. Yeah, I'm yeah. a rug cutter. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. And you uh, bust moves. Thanks. You know, I, I, I do what I can. Steve. As the kids say, but, Andy, you tear it up. Yeah. <laughs> on the dance floor. Um, it's mid. It's <laughs> pretty mid. And, well, that, that's cap. <laughs> I mean, I'm not throwing no L's out there on the dance floor. <laughs> we lost uh, all of our millennial listeners. Shit. <laughs> uh, the Gen Zers are like, yeah, I know those words. Speaking my language. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it was a great time and I had a great time with it. And now I desperately want to uh watch footloose i feel like i've seen parts of that but i don't remember I anything about that movie whatsoever it just I'm, hit me that dirty dancing is titanic but instead of dancing he can draw yeah well yeah <laughs> sorry the way you said that i got a flip like wait when did he, when did he draw and, and you dirty know dancing? you're not wrong <laughs> yeah like rich lady poor man james cameron has some something to you got some explaining to do pistol call him out for I mean, shit pistol <laughs> Um, okay, uh, so Dirty Dancing was the shit. Uh-huh. Uh, you know what's also the shit is Barry on HBO. So good. Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Damn it, I still didn't watch by, episode two of season two. Created by him and Alec Berg, I think. Uh, wow, I totally forgot that that came out this week. Three's back, just baby. Now. Did, shit. Did. Uh, so season one and two of Barry are absolutely phenomenal, and I rewatched everything from that. There was a specific episode uh, in season two. I think it's like episode five or six. I think it's five. It's, but it's I'm not two sure. people's names with a slash in between. I can't. I can't actually remember the uh, episode title, but it's where he has to go assassinate a guy who turns out to be a taekwondo master, <laughs> and uh, and he shenanigans ensue with Barry uh, Fuchs and this taekwondo guy and his daughter, and it is probably the funniest episode of television that's ever been made. It is so fucking funny. And I was just like sitting with bated breath waiting for this episode to show up. Eventually, I knew that it came, but I didn't know when. And when it did, I was like, oh, my God, did I hype it up too much in my head? And I didn't. It is so fucking funny. You know how like if you're in a room of people and you're watching something funny, you're more likely to laugh out loud. But when you're watching something funny by yourself, you just chuckle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you get a, a little, little smile, a little huh. 
But dude, I was rolling, laughing, laying in bed, watching it on my phone at like two in the morning, like should have been to bed a while ago. I got to work at eight and I'm fucking dying, laughing, stomach hurts. Dude, that episode (laughs) is so fucking funny. But so I watched all this because season three was premiering and season three, holy shit, did it turn dark and really fucking yes. The first two episodes are out and the second episode is easily like twice as dark as the first and the first is pretty dark so they're taking a fucking turn and uh, i i am not going to get into spoil spoilers about it because steve you haven't seen it yet and chris i think you only watched episode one yeah i just watched uh, the premiere but it is uh it's still absolutely phenomenal and i i'm here for it but uh it it is taking the turn into the uncomfortable that i feel like giving given its subject matter and it inevitably had to it's like it's like a reckoning and, mm-hmm. with the tone yeah a reckoning. every time i <laughs> you, uh, merely, you merely adopted re, 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 sorry <laughs> I, I, I just feel like bill Hader is not getting the recognition that he deserves i like, think he won an emmy for it didn't he sure but i just mean like where are all of the other like powerhouse dramatic roles much like steve like he needs to be in a safety brothers movie <laughs> he needs to fucking yeah much like steve not getting the recognition what do me deserves. and bill hater have in common Re- lack of recognition <laughs> oh, <laughs> and emmys I was, yeah, I oh i'm emmys. sorry i was way off uh, <laughs> lack of recognition as that, well that too hell yeah you're right yeah i just feel like he could like yeah. pull off some crazy shit yeah, if you go look at his uh, filmography, a lot of it is he's in a lot of comedies and stuff, but he's usually playing the straight man for somebody else to play off of. And he's hilarious as Dude, that. He's so funny. And he's a writer, mostly. Like, mm-hmm. He writes a lot of stuff for South Park and probably shit I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't he direct a lot of the episodes of Barry? I know oh, yeah, season yeah. three did uh, for sure. Every season he's directed, uh, I think, at least two or three. And, you know, there's only eight episodes in a season. So yeah, that's like 30 percent, baby. Yeah, quite a baby. few. Uh, but yeah, he, he is a treasure in it. Everybody in that show is, you know, on a whole different level. It, it is such a wonderful show. And so, Steve, when you get the chance, jump back in. But I would encourage you to rewatch the first two seasons because it's mm-hmm. not that long. Each episode's, I think, like 24 minutes or something. And there's only yeah, eight episodes it, per season. It's so. been a while since the last uh, season. It's been a long time. Yeah. A lot of shows yeah. this year are suffering for me from the two and a half year break. And right. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like Ozark, uh, Russian Doll. Um, there's another one that I loved and I went to get back into it and I was like, meh, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so kind of what, what Chris is talking about, it's just, it's been so long when uh, season three dropped, I was like, all right, let's fucking go. And then they do the uh, usual, uh, here's everything that happened in the show so far uh, recap instead of just like a previously on it's like, here's everything. And once they got up into the season two, two stuff, I was like, Ooh, I don't remember a lot of this. I, I love this shit. I'm going to rewatch the whole thing. And it, yeah, totally worth it. Um, Other than that, guys, uh, there's another HBO thing. Once I finished watching Barry, uh, there's another HBO thing that uh, kept popping up on. uh, This is something you might like. uh, New uh, Kristen Milioti show, Made for Love. You guys familiar Mm. with this at all? Yeah, I loved season one. Oh, you already watched the whole thing? Season one? Yeah, Yeah. that came out years ago. Really? Yeah. Wait, did season two just drop or something? Oh, okay, because it's acting like it was a new thing. Gotcha. That's why. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Ray, uh, Ray Romano. Ray Romano's and, great in this. Yeah. It's Ray Romano with a blow-up doll. I only watched the, right. <laughs> they, they show that blow-up doll in the first, uh, ep- at the very end of the first episode. And that's all I watched is the, is that first episode. And I love- It gets really good. I love the premise. The first episode I feel like is suffering from, you know, pilot slog. It's trying too hard to establish the world and not spending enough time being fun. Uh, but I, I get the impression that I am going to like it a yeah. lot. So uh, I'm going to spend some more time with that. Uh, outside of streaming stuff, I did finish that book that I brought up before, uh, Project Hail Mary, the Andy Ware book uh, mm. that is going to be adapted by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I have no idea like what changes that they're going to make to make it more their style because it is there are fun moments and fun comedy in it for sure. But like tonally, the way it's established, it is pretty pretty close in line with like the martian which ridley scott did and was a very good movie but by no means is the martian you know a phil lord chris miller movie so i'm really interested interested to see what they do with it and i do think there's a lot of room there so i'm, I'm really happy to have read it because i get the impression the adaptation is going to be a lot different and that's going to be fucking and you good. get to be that guy yeah you get to like, be like oh, wow oh the, wow the changes they made wow wow <laughs> You guys need to know in the book. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I also rewatch what we do in the shadows. Turns out all this time when we've been saying Steve or Stu, such a good guy. It's not such a good guy. It's such a good dude. And we just oh, remembered it wrong. Get so, it right, guys. Come on. Because we are going to have to uh, drop the moniker Stu for you, Steve, because you are not such a good dude. You are such a good guy. Oh, guys. Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. But that's everything I've been streaming. What about you, Steve? Uh, well, uh, I kind of went in a weird kind of direction a little bit last week, but we didn't record last week. So I'll touch on that. Um, so I was listening to a podcast and, and because, uh, the new Jurassic world dominion is coming out soon. Uh, this podcast I listened to, they were, they were reviewing, you know, the, the previous, all the Jurassic park movies. And a lot of them were like Jurassic park, the lost world bullshit. Terrible movie. Fucking hate that movie. Jurassic Park 3, though. A lot of fun. Love that movie. What? <laughs> and I remember at the, and you know, it's been years since I've seen those two movies, but I remember thinking, that's not at all how I remember it. No, I remember <laughs> Lost, Lost World was disappointing and 3 was unwatchable. That's what I remember. Um, so I went back and watched specifically Lost World and Jurassic Park 3 because I've seen the first movie a billion times. I watch it yearly, um, but I haven't seen those two in a long time. And The Lost World while not a perfect movie, while not a good movie per se, per se, it's definitely <laughs> f- more fascinating because of just how chopped up and just shredded that movie was in the editing pro- room that like they cut so many scenes in that movie where parts of that movie make no goddamn sense because they cut <laughs> whole chunks of the movie out. That's like, well, how did all the people in the ship get eaten if the T-Rex is held in the storage compartment? I don't know. They just did. But if but if you know going in, like, oh, it's because the Raptors were originally on that boat and they killed everybody and they just cut that whole storyline out. <laughs> like, oh, they killed the ship members, not the monster. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so Lost World, fun movie. I enjoy it for what it is. It's not great. Dress Bar 3, still trash. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I vehemently Was disagreed. it at least a little bit better than you remembered? I mean, it's fine. It's not like... I wouldn't say it's unwatchable. I think it's like I got it's it's mercifully brisk. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. So it's like, dang, turn it on. Oh, cool. There's the cool Spinosaurus. 
All right, the movie's over. Cool. Uh, so it's mercifully short. It doesn't waste your time, really, if you just want to kind of turn your brain off and what what have you. But I um, mean, it's it's still, I think, a worse movie because I mean, you go from Steven Spielberg, who even on his worst day is a is great at crafting, you know, just filmmaking, right? Like, I think the 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 RV scene in the Lost World is like head and shoulders above anything that happens in Jurassic Park three by a mile. Jurassic Park three literally features some of the worst green screen in a modern movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I I don't know where that's coming from, and, and I know a lot of people feel that way because uh, my ex felt the same way, and I would often be like, "You're fucking high. <laughs> Why are you thinking that? Let's get a divorce." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, here we are, and here we are. No, uh, but so and then that led me to start watching Camp Cretaceous, which is the Netflix show for children. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the old uh, daytime show Dinosaurs. I am not the mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh not no i'm not the mama <laughs> that show ends weird by the way i don't know if you've seen that, that was show. a very niche joke i yeah. feel like they all die don't they yeah they all die because yeah. the asteroids yeah <laughs> it's, 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 it's strangely bleak for a puppet show of dinosaurs but uh uh but i also watched um a uh, 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 oh uh, I I I restarted my Netflix account because Stranger Things right, but the day that I restarted my Netflix account, um, I was was the day I was doing my budget for the month and I wanted to turn something on that I could like not really pay attention to, but it's in the background. So I started watching season three of Jessica Jones. Weird. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is weird that is a weird way to go it just happened to like pop up on the splash page I'm like oh yeah I'll start that up I don't really want to pay attention to it because is that on Netflix why was why isn't it on Disney plus as I'm telling you this story I'm realizing it's not on Netflix it's on Disney plus and I just <laughs> remembered the story incorrectly um, oh, okay. but it was on Disney plus so you're right uh, Disney plus sorry do you have a Chromecast because I've noticed that like uh, brings up a lot of shows from various streaming services that you're signed into apple tv does that oh okay yeah i, I watch it on apple tv and it does that there's like a main splash page it's like oh you we're all apple tv guys yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have a chromecast in my bedroom but apple tv in the living room so um, it's a, different experiences you know i like to feel it around feel it out feel it around yeah you know i'll try anything twice uh but season I've, i watched the first three episodes of jessica jones uh, so far it's better than season two because i hated season two which is disappointing because season one of jessica jones is some of the best superhero storytelling ever purple man yeah season two and three are just like where's david Tennant? yeah pretty much uh season three seems to be a lot more like what's your friend's name the 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 former like child star that's like her best friend that's like i want to help fight crime too i don't know uh it's a lot of her like i can be a hero i'm a hero i'm doing it now and jessica jones is like i fucking hate you <laughs> so it's, just, it's, it's just that so far but but i don't remember what's going on but um oh my gosh elizabeth moss yeah sure the, the trinity no. right from the oh yeah, yeah 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 I get her in the Handmaid's Sale Elizabeth mix. Uh, that's uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Not Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Is, uh, handmaiden. She's yeah. a Scientologist crazy lady. Uh, Isn't it? Yeah, but you went yeah. Handmaiden's Tale. Carrie, Carrie Ann. We're Moss. all idiots. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm laughing. Carrie Ann Moss is fucking phenomenal. Like she was. I always, forgot she was in that. She was always great in the original seasons, but like in the first three episodes of of this season, like she's the one. I'm like, man, she is just. I love that Steve came in hot, bro. He came in hot with Camp Cretaceous <laughs> and Jessica Jones season three. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gunning for you. I'm gunning for you. 
But now I'm going to drop the biggest bomb because I think this is going to lead to, I think, a very great Marvel discussion overall. But I want to bring it up because I know everyone on the show, I, I think you saw it, Andy, but that's the season finale of Moon Knight. Nope. Haven't saw that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw, I finished Moon Knight and after deliberating about it. We the, are violently opposed. I hated Moon Knight. I think it might have been the best episode of this of the series. The last season is dog shit. The last I don't, episode. Or the last episode. I'm sorry. Thank you. I don't understand how anyone can defend how poorly constructed that episode is. It's terrible. You let can't me, punch a defenseless man. Let me finish. Let me just finish throwing down my gauntlet <laughs> of why I don't like this episode. It's insanely rushed. They let, don't let. And you know how I like things to breathe. This movie is there. This episode is sprinting so fast to get to a point. They needed at least one more episode, which is insane because. Two of the episodes early on in the show are so unnecessary. So it's like you wasted all this time on this shit when you could have been focused on this. The motivations of the villains and heroes don't seem that different and they don't really do a good uh, rep- uh, explanation of why one person's is necessarily worse than the other. And then they, they do this horrible trope where the hero kills a bunch of people and then when it gets to the final moment, it's like, I killed all these people, but I can't kill you because that'll make me a bad person. It's like, why the fuck do you suddenly care? And then last but not least it's called an arc he literally killed people 30 seconds before he got to the last guy it wasn't the end of the arc and then the biggest gripe my biggest complaint this is the thing that is so unforgivable and i think you'll agree i think you even you will agree with me chris that this is unforgivable there is a hippo god Hmm. and she has a hippo avatar and the hippo avatar does not wear a hippo suit god damn it i want the hippo suit Wait, hang on. So the the hippo avatar is not a hippo. I love the, the idea of Andy trying to catch up. Yes, I. <laughs> Do you understand that 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 Mark Specter is an, an avatar, avatar of Khonshu? Yes, yes. And that, that Harrow is supposedly an avatar of Amit, or what? He was an avatar of Khonshu, correct? Also, and like it, he's trying to resurrect Amit, correct? Um. So I, I've seen up to halfway of episode three. So I've seen the trial where the other avatars were. That okay. Now can I retort? Yes, you can. So Sorry, the, I just really wanted to build up to the, the hippo trial <laughs> that Andy's referring to is the the bottom point of the storytelling of this show. That is idiotic, and I think oh, with the gods, yeah, all of your. Um, Points are all valid, but I think they're about the show as a whole. And I disagree that any of those things are accentuated by the way that the finale was executed. I, I think agree. that the, the, the series needed 10 to 12 episodes, 45 minutes in length to fully tell this story and have these arcs come out and have a lot of fun and breathe and have some characters like it drove me nuts that nobody other than Layla knew Stephen Grant or Mark Spector. And they had no one that loved or cared about him. It made no sense and it made him uninteresting because all he's doing is interacting with himself, even though he's acting his ass off. Yeah, he's the best on the show. Yeah, he's doing an amazing job. But, is Layla the girl from Arrested Development? Because it looks her. Longer. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. No, you're talking about maybe. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think that's her. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a shit not, show, but I, it's shit. I think yeah. why, I'm, why I'm so mad is because the first episode I, I dug the next two episodes I wasn't sure about. Well, uh, until season episode five, episode five, I thought was amazing. Great. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They're going to bring it all around. They're going to tie it up in a nice and little And they bow. did, baby. 
And then I was just so, <laughs> so let down by that season finale. Like it's the shortest Marvel f- season finale to any of their shows. It's only like 44 minutes long. And I don't understand why, because I feel like they're just sprinting towards a, a finish line that, and they haven't set up the track yet. They It, it reeks of this is going to be awesome in 2025 when he pops into a movie for 12 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, and that's 100%. what sucks about it. Um, and, there, and, and there's several times, and I know why they do it, but they literally will like, like, oh, we're going to do this very important thing. Uh, no, we cut away. You're not going to see it. And someone else will walk in and be like, hey, this happened. Oh, by uh, the way, that made me, that's, that part of the finale is the, the other side of the coin of what starts when in the episode Andy's watching. Like the whole trial thing, I fucking laughed my ass off. They, they were all together again and they're like, who's trying to summon Amit? And then the uh, Osiris is like, fucking harrow, I bet. And I'm like, Yeah. Duh! <laughs> what the fuck? In what universe was it not obvious that Kanchu was correct? That super greasy dude was actually doing that. Like he was literally so bizarre. at her grave trying to dig her up <laughs> when they did. called him in for the trial. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. He's like, this man's sick. I, I was just chilling. Yeah, I was just digging. I love sandcastles. I mean, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the guy that came to you and got you to start the meeting? Who's who's literally he's possessed by the avatar to protect people? Or are you going to believe the guy who's like, yeah, I put glass in my shoes <laughs> every morning and wear an orange jumper. <laughs> I'm cool. And like, I hold people's I literally have scales of justice tattooed on my forearm. It's not suspicious at all. No big deal. I don't hide it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty open about my plans. Anyway, that that was infuriating. Episodes one, five and six are fun. Two, three and four are trash. Hmm. Um, But Oscar Isaac's doing, you know, God's work out there. Conscious work, literally. Oh, yeah. Oscar Isaac is seriously like I no one can say anything bad about what he does. Like the way he's acting against himself is really, really a sight to behold. Like Stephen, like you can say what you want about his British accent. Stephen and Mark seem like two different people. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately. I don't even think about how are they CGIing Oscar Isaac in twice when they're yeah. together. And it, I'm just like, there's two actors doing stuff. It's Dang. fucking crazy. And um, that's Moon Knight. Uh, do you have anything else you've been streaming? Uh, no. All right. I got a few things and we'll get right into our review of Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I rewatched uh, Thor Ragnarok. And I just want to say, since we're going to be talking about Marvel, that movie fucking rocks. Hmm. It Ragnaroks? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Peace off, ghost. Peace off. The hammer pulls you off? My God. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> That's God. the funniest joke in any movie ever. Hammer pulls you off? Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh my God. Right before he says that. Oh my God. Dog's dead. <laughs> I can't even talk about it now without laughing. I honestly think that might be my favorite movie in the MCU. It's a great choice. I, I fucking love Thor Ragnarok. Valkyrie's incredible. And then you got, uh, what's his name? What's his name? Jeff Goldblum? No, he's fire. Mark Ruffalo. No. Chris he's, Hemsworth. No, he's not in any other movies. He's He plays Aomer. He's from Lord of the Rings. He's Dread. Uh, Aomer. Uh, oh, Carl Urban. Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Yeah. He's okay. funny. He's just got the chicks in there. Behold my <laughs> stuff. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's awesome. I love the tone of that Kate movie. Blanche, it's amazing in that movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that Thor Love and Thunder is going to be the best phase four movie. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there now. 
I'm going to throw that out there. I uh, When I saw Doctor Strange today, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer played, and there was an asshole in front of me that I guess had never seen the trailer, and so the trailer ends revealing... You know, Natalie Portman in the She-Thor oh, no. costume. This guy goes, of course. <laughs> yeah, because it's a huge character in the comics Another that Another woman in a comic book movie? <laughs> Gross. Feminism gone mad. My oh, tiny dick can't handle it. Way he's to got, go, Disney. Yeah, he's got pepperonis. <laughs> pepperonis. He's got pepperonis, baby. Pepperoni and bacon. Uh, Andy already talked about Barry. Uh, I got stuff to fly through. I'm just going to fly. I, I finished Severance, which, again, was something that Steve had gotten me mm. hip to. That show is fucking incredible. I know I'm going to love it, and I need to give it It is show. so good. It blew my mind. It sticks the landing. It also has a 40-minute finale, but in a good way. Dude, it just did everything it needed to do. That finale is 40 minutes of pure suspense and adrenaline. High octane. Takes you straight to Valhalla. The stakes are as high as Cheech. It's so clever. Ben Stiller's a hell of a director. Beautiful shot. All his idioms out. And so many idioms. <laughs> and he tried like hell. He's been putting that in his back pocket the whole time. <laughs> so if you, haven't, if you haven't finished Severance or even started it, it's, I know Apple TV Plus is still the underdog streaming service as far as subscriptions and people paying attention to it. It is coming out swinging. Um, I'm Idiot. so overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of fucking stuff to watch because I watch a ton of shit and I'm so far behind. I'm doing this Stranger Things rewatch for our show. That's super important. Mm-hmm. It's driving me crazy because I haven't watched Tokyo Vice and I haven't watched Pachinko and I have to keep up. I haven't watched the other episode of Barry and there's all this shit I want to watch, but I have to like keep pressing play on a show I've seen 14 times because I just want to be fresh. And Stranger Things is great, but I'm like, ah, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And that's to say nothing of the movies I want to see. We haven't even started recording our episodes, Chris. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be different when it's a new season, though. Like for right now, oh, it just yeah, feels sure. like homework almost. Um, speaking of homework, that's a weird transition because that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. Uh, I, I don't even want to talk about Russian Doll. I, I watched three episodes of season two. Natasha Leone's a fucking treasure. I, I don't think season two is anywhere. It holds a candle to season one. Uh, did you watch it, Andy? Not yet. No. Let me know what you think. I mean, it's clever what they're trying to do, but so I just it didn't hook me at all. Um, but partially because I'm so stressed about everything else right now. Um, I think we talked about Dr. Strangelove last week, but that might've been just us privately, but I finally watched Dr. Strangelove. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, the flight attendant is what I want to talk about. That's a oh, show with Kelly Cuoco. Kelly Cuoco. I don't think anybody's watching this show, but me, I'm going to be honest with you. I never heard of the show until like a week ago. <laughs> this show is incredible. I was obsessed with season one back when I was watching, uh, made for love and stuff like that. I watched hmm. the flight attendant. It's also got Rosie Perez. Uh, this show is a testament to how, all you need is really interesting characters and nothing else matters. You can have deus ex machina left and right. You can have just weird plot lines that don't finish and don't start in the right place. Oh, so you've seen Lost. Yeah. Is that what that's like? <laughs> it's exactly what that's like. I don't give a shit. Like she's just <laughs> all, characters that make terrible decisions that don't make any sense and clearly just put her in situations that will be interesting. But there's no way an actual human being would make that decision. I don't I'm just gobbling popcorn like, oh fuck, she did it. They're like <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's am- and I she have, attended that flight. I have a crush on her, so that's a lot. That's a lot of it. But she's an amazing talent. 
Uh, the Harley Quinn show is one of my favorite things I've ever. Oh she God, is wonderful yes. as Harley Quinn. She's great. And in fact, that I, I read an article recently that she was really trying hard to get a role in Knives Out 2. And her role went to Kate Hudson and she was devastated. And I didn't know that Kate Hudson was in Knives Out 2. Kate Hudson is in Knives Out 2. And Kaylee Cuoco was really it's, lampooning it's, for that. It, it's funny you say that because I actually want to take this opportunity to announce that I've also been. Uh, and we're so proud of that, Steve. I mean, Emmy Award winning Steve May yeah. has but got to be in you, It was too. between you and Bill Hader. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I beat out Bill Hader. <laughs> and you're both not getting the recognition you deserve. But, right, no. uh, but I, I, would, I wish she had gotten the part. I don't even know what the part is. And I love Kate Hudson. But fuck, she's incredible. She needs to be in more things. Um, so uh, what I'm saying is I'm pleading with everyone out there to watch The Flight Attendant on HBO Max. It's got two seasons. We got like four episodes in, uh, five episodes into season two. It's really, really brisk and it's really fun. It's a murderish, mysterious type show. Um, if you don't know the setup, she wakes up in bed with a dead body in season one in the pilot and doesn't know why it's dead and doesn't know if she maybe did it because she's a severe alcoholic. <laughs> and that's the premise. And she runs around the entire series talking to the dead body in her mind. And so the guy, the actor gets to come back and like help her solve the case. Like, Oh, I don't think I would have went there. You know what I mean? It's really interesting. So in season two, you're like, how are they going to do that premise again? And she gets sober. That didn't mean anything like what I expected that show was going to be. That sounds yeah, awesome. Same. It's awesome. Why the fuck same. is it called the flight attendant? She's a flight attendant. <laughs> and it's really funny as well. In season two, she gets in more shenanigans, but this time she's sober so in her head, they go to this mind palace banter thing again. That's the show's stick, shtick. But why would they use the dead guy from season one, right? So what they do is they have her talking to herself, different versions of herself, like her drunk slutty self and her like perfectionist self. And they're all like, no, we need to just go tie one on and find some dudes. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, it's four versions of herself arguing with each other, much like Oscar Isaac gets to do in <laughs> Moon Knight. And it's incredible. Nice. Uh, so anyway, that's the flight attendant on where, HBO where Max. Can, oh, oh, there you go. HBO Max. HBO Max, ask. baby. So please check it out. I just feel like I'm the only one watching the show. Uh, I also watched Paddington 2. <laughs> I just want to say that. It's a great movie. God damn, it's a good movie. And then Come and See. Have I talked about this yet? Not on the uh, show. To me. But it's person. a phenomenal movie. Don't watch it by yourself or if you're <laughs> even remotely sad. It's a 1985 Russian World War II film that is brutal. It's got horrible things in it. It's extremely depressing and accurate. And it ruined my whole fucking day. I'm really glad I've seen it. It's landmark Criterion Cinema. I will never watch it again. And I do not recommend it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> and that's come and see <laughs> I don't watched, come and see i watched that on the criterion channel but things to cheer you up then i watched michael bay's new movie Ambul ambulance you saw oh, ambulance without me I saw ambulance is that, is that rentable now i paid 20 dollars to watch it you bought it i bought it i paid Dang. 25 dollars to buy it because the rental was 20 and you i was like what's confident. five more bucks everybody that i all my tiktok movie friends were like this movie is actually fucking amazing because it's so bonkers and they're right. It's about 30 minutes too long, as Michael Bay's want to do. And it's got about 62 too many drones flying. Around. This guy said, I mean, he spent three years practicing his drone game and wanted to use every technique that he had. What's the word? Phil, <coughs> call in. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I need Phil to tell me the word I was looking for. It, okay. Uh, what he was learned? The, what was the contact? Every, every skill that he earned, he worked towards, he gained. Fill right in. I just said, did I ask Steve? Did I ask Andy? 
No. I'm uh, waiting for Phil next week to email me. I'm going to call Phil right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to watch Ambulance. I did I did own it. I would watch it again. Um this movie's fucking Jake Gyllenhaal has lost his mind completely. I, I can't it. describe so this movie to you. There is a scene where they perform surgery at 90 miles an hour without utensils. Like with the with I think hands. they did that on Jackass. Yes. <laughs> like heart surgery while FaceTiming doctors while they're driving and being shot at. That's awesome. It's amazing. I, and then there's organs that explode. I, I'm not exaggerating. That it, sounds cool. It sounds like Michael Bay leaning into the more Michael Bay aspects of himself. Exactly. And that I'm, I would be there for that. I'm that the, pretty, it's it's pretty the dope. most Bayhem I've ever seen. Oh, solid. Uh, it's, a, it's a blast. Steve's going to love it. It might be Steve's favorite movie of all time. That's I'm just going to call that. It might be. I mean, it's the I first. I watched too many things. The first Michael Bay movie in years. I came up with like six that I forgot to mention because it's been a hot minute since we've uh, recorded yeah. just the general episode. It was supposed to be our month of chilling out and Stranger Things yeah. and then Multiverse of Madness happened. I also watched The Bad Guys, new animated movie. It's fine. The Bad Guys. It's fine. It's got Mark Maron in it. It's really funny hearing his voice. Is Billy Eilish in it? I don't think so. Fuck you, Billy Eilish. I am the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. The bad guy reference. I'm sorry. That's but we guys, we got to talk about this before we move on to Multiverse of Madness. I know we're running late. There's a bunch of huge trailers dropped. And I know that I'm a huge hypocrite. I don't watch trailers, except I do, apparently. Because <laughs> we got the House of Dragon trailer. 2022, oh. Chris watches trailers. Goddamn right. looks fucking right. Doesn't it look good? It looks awesome. The money on the screen. Matt Smith with the, with with the, the hair. The hair? I haven't seen this one. And the sword. It's, it, I'm very excited. I've not been more excited since the last time I was excited. Yeah. So like five minutes ago. Yes. And when I was trying to think of that that word and I said Phil and it really confused you guys and ruined the joke and it made a really awkward long sequence. Let me call him. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like uh like solid season three Game of Thrones, like when when they're in their prime. And uh, I cannot wait. It looks phenomenal. And George George Martin's on record saying that he's really proud of the season. He's really excited for it. He really Mm-hmm. He's into the story. You know, he might be paid to say that. I mean, he's also on record as saying, uh, when's winter next year for the past decade. But so is it, uh, yeah. <laughs> isn't Miguel Sapochnik the showrunner? He is. Yes. So, I mean, that's, and he's responsible what? for all the best episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. A lot of good ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy who should have been running that show from the start. <laughs> I think, I think we got good things coming for, for House of the Dragon. Um, Kenobi trailer also dropped. I'm sure you watched that, Steve. Hello there. Hello there. Is there another new one? I've only seen the one. Uh, yeah, one just came with out the this dude week. With the spinnies. Yeah, the what, what are they? The Inquisitors. The Inquisitors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about Star Wars, right? So other, I've seen all the movies, but like as far as some of this deep Inquisitors lore, are the red guys, right? I don't what? think so. No, 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 no those are the Imperial Guards. No, Inquisitors are former Jedi that they dress in black. Have you played Fallen Kingdom? Uh, Jedi Fallen Kingdom. Uh, the, that's the new one, right? The new game. Yeah, yeah. The respawn game. You know the 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 seventh sister, whatever her name is. Oh, the, okay, yeah. She's an. Those are what Inquisitors are. They basically yeah. hunt down Jedi. They right? Hunt, yeah, they hunt down Jedi after the Empire has kind of. There's a scene. This is there a die Jedi. This is probably obvious to everyone else <laughs> in the world, but I just my hype for Kenobi just skyrocketed because even though I knew Hayden Christensen was coming back for this show, I just thought it might be a cameo or something, but it now hit me. We have never gotten to see this version of Darth Vader. We have never been able to see him Off the chain. Him in his evilest prime. It's always about to die and turn back to good, complete the arc. The closest or we've ever forming. The closest we've ever gotten to it Rogue is Rogue One. That Rogue One scene. Yep. Yeah. And that's like 
the most badass thing that's been put on film of Star Wars ever. So when there's the scene in the trailer where they're like building Vader, like putting the chest piece on him, and you hear the little and he goes, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. No, the, the, the way the trailer is edited is great because the trailer kind of follows one of the. I assume she's going to be the main antagonist of the show, where she's kind of following Kenobi around, and like she's yelling at a ship. I, I assume Kenobi's on. She's like, "You can't escape him!" And it cuts to his arm being put on, and then the chest piece put on. It's like, oh, him means Darth Vader. Oh, see. Ya. <laughs> Super, super hyped for that. And it has like the greatest burn in Star Wars since Anakin fell in the lava when uh, Obi-Wan's like, the boy must be trained. And Uncle Owen's like, yeah, like you trained his father. Like, oh, fuck. Uncle Owen came to play. Yeah, he ain't fucking around. You don't be training too good. I gotta watch that trailer. That sounds awesome. It's a good trailer. And then the other trailer that hyped up me and like six other guys on film Twitter. Crimes of the Future? Crimes of the Future, yeah, baby. Buddy. That dropped today, uh, the new David Cronenberg film. I'm so excited for that. I think it's June 3rd it's dropping. Um, it's, oh, the Don't Worry Darling trailer. Did you guys watch that? No, not yet. The new Olivia Wilde film with Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. That, look, that looks incredible. It looks mm. so cool. 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 That's my trailer news. I know that was a huge chunk of time. Steve can chop that all up in the editing room. Avatar 2. He can George George Lucas's (laughs) wife it. Avatar 2. Yeah, I saw Avatar 2 in the theater tonight. That's the best part of Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I disagree there. I disagree there because I didn't really care for that trailer. Eh, Also, don't care for Avatar in general, but it's cool. I think it's cool to hate on Avatar, but that movie fucking slaps. I will say that being uh, a pretty packed theater when that trailer played was a very interesting experience because it, it first started you see the blue people for the first time the navi is that what they're called yeah i just thought of the blue man group immediately did eh. you see them steve i, I synced them um and then so like when they when they show up like I, there were all these people around me that were like oh, oh. <laughs> i remember that oh. and then when the trailer ends there was like a very mixed some people were like all right and then other people were like Meh. i think it's a, a just amazing that that movie finally actually exists and uh, I believe when I when it when it when I get a it's ticket, coming, baby, when I get a ticket and I sit in that in, the, in that seat and it plays for two hours, then I'll believe it. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't get a trailer for Avatar three, like right after that, because they've been yeah. on, in development with the ship for so far. Twelve long. years, yeah. twelve years, exactly as long as it took to produce Boyhood by Richard Linklater. Dang. Or 12 years a slave. I don't think that took 12 <laughs> years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely didn't. Other movies with 12. That's the only one I could think of. That's the only two. There's an animated movie called The Thief and the Cobbler that took 29 mm-hmm. years to make. But that was that wasn't consecutive. Eyes Wide Shut, by the way, holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest consecutive filming. Really? Yeah. Took 15 months. Oh, wow. Just want to throw time. that out there, guys. So things like Lord of the Rings don't count because it's multiple movies. I don't think it was longer anyway, but it wouldn't anyway just because it was three movies. That yeah. was like three years, though. Mm, I don't know that it was consecutive, though. Like, I don't know if they did, like, because, um, you know what I mean? Like, there could be a yeah. month break or something, sure, and then it sure. would not count. But, yeah, Eyes Wide Shut was apparently brutal. Probably broke up the marriage of Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Just throwing that out there. Because they split two years later. Scientology I was think, just a side aspect of that. I didn't, I didn't get to see Nicole tonight when I saw Doctor Strange. I didn't either on our yeah. screening. Are I was take, very upset. Are they taking Nicole away I from will us? riot. I will riot. Because heartbreak feels good in a place like that, and I need to be reminded. Yeah, I do. Speaking of heartbreak... Don't take my queen away from me. Let's get to our spoiler-free thoughts of Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Oh, Strange. What have you done? 
for this to happen. You cannot control everything. You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. That doesn't seem fair. So let's talk about our spoiler-free thoughts. If you have not seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, don't worry. We're not going to spoil anything. We're just going to give you our overall impressions. And my theory is that we have three different takes on this film. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have somebody who didn't like it. I think we're going to have somebody who thought it was pretty good. And I think we're going to have somebody who loved it. That's my theory. I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Andy, overall, no spoilers. Generically speaking, mm-hmm. <laughs> other idioms... What are your thoughts on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Maze? Well, I'm the third of those blind mice. I loved it. I uh, dude, uh superhero movies got stale and boring and forgettable and only exist anymore to serve the overarching plot instead of having fun with what they're doing themselves. And uh this movie has a lot of that. It has some work it has to do just by virtue of being an MCU movie. And uh, I think that the first like half hour or so is a little bit of a slog because of that. But uh, once once they get that kind of shit out of the way and get into the meat of this story itself, God damn, is it cool? Because like it is the first MCU horror movie and I'm blown away with how much Sam, how much Raimi Sam Raimi got to put into his movie. And I, I'm just fucking here for it. It's campy and dumb as fuck at times, but uh, it, it's dumb as fuck in like some of the worst ways. Things that like literally I went, are you shitting me in the theater? Like now I'm looking back on it the next day and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and like it, it aged like wine that quickly for me. And uh, so I, maybe it's just you know, I, I don't know if I you can even call wine. It recency bias because like box wine. There were things that bothered me last night that don't anymore today. And if anything, the movie's gotten better for me in the last, you know, 24 hours or whatever. Um, I, I do think that it struggles a little bit with uh, some pacing uh, problems. But uh, and I also wish, given the concept of a multiverse, that we got to have more fun with the multiverse itself. Um I, I, I think that as far as the two multiverse movies that have come out in the last like two months, uh, there's one that is stands head and shoulders above the other. And uh, that is anything everywhere all at once or everything everywhere all at once. Uh, I was like, there's another one <laughs> for a second. I was like, Spider-Man, anything, anytime. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that I thought that movie was great. And uh, I, I, I'm so happy that they're taking swings again with uh, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I guess I can say again, because there have been a couple of MCU movies that took swings, but they, they got pretty generic for a hot minute. And so that one was fun. Awesome. Steve, you just saw it. Andy and I Literally. saw it together. I have no idea what you think about this movie. I'm excited to hear you haven't it. You said a word. I was supposed to see it Thursday, not with you guys, but like around the same time. Um, but I had to work, so I did not get to see it last night. So I had to go straight from work to the movie theater to watch it and then i left the movie theater came straight here and hit the record button so i literally just saw this movie uh like he ate a bunch of pizza like rolls two hours ago. I, I did eat a bunch of pizza rolls you're right i was <laughs> i was a hungry boy i was hungry um and i'm here to say i fucking love this movie yes <laughs> yes i said that to chris last night i was like i bet steve loves this yeah for sure this is steve's bag so this is such a fun movie and 
surprising in like really cool ways. Like I honestly didn't know much about this movie other than there's going to be a doctor. Will he be strange? Probably <laughs> find out next week. Find out next week on the multiverse of madness. Uh, so like the story went in a, a way that I was like, oh, I was not expecting this to happen. And this is so cool. And then because this specific thing happened, I was like, it makes perfect sense that Sam Raimi is the director of this movie. This movie was fucking made for Sam Raimi more than even Spider-Man was. And I'm here for the Sam Raimi of it all. Like my favorite scenes from Spider-Man were the ones where Sam Raimi got to fucking let loose and be his, let his freak flag fly. And this movie is just him jerking himself off all the time at every moment. It's also the, I think in my view, in my opinion, I think it's the prettiest Marvel film. Uh, and now this could be because I saw it on the, the Dolby, the MC Dolby. Gotta go Dolby, baby. Uh, and that theater is amazing. And, God, but, I love that theater but the, so much. The colors were so rich. I think it, I think they kind of changed the way they do colors and stuff with Marvel with their movie specifically because the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder was a very vibrant contrasty looking film and and this is the same it's fucking gorgeous every shot is like they're in they're in new they're on the streets in New York finding a tentacle beast and it's so fucking colorful even though it's it's New York a lot of films make New York kind of look like shades of brown and gray you mm-hmm. know 50 shades maybe even <laughs> uh, 50 51 you know uh it, it, there are a couple things that happen in the movie that I'm like, mm, that's kind of dumb. Mm, I don't like that. Mm, this feels more like a movie, a superhero movie from the late 90s, and I'm not sure if that's great. But also, that's part of the movie's charm. So I'm able to overlook it. There, There is like one or two things where I'm just like, oh, I wish they really didn't do that. But they're minor. They're minor. They're like little nits that, I, that I'm picking. But overall... I had a lot of fun. Uh, I do want to say that I think this movie is going to be very divisive. Uh, I've already seen online a lot of some people really, really like the movie. Some people don't care for it at all. Other people don't like it. Uh, Madison, friend of the show, she saw it the same time I did, but at a different theater. And she texted me like, what'd you think? And I told her I loved it. What'd you think? And she's like, I'm going to need to watch it again. I'm a little so-so on it right now. So you know, it, it's going to, you know, I, I encourage you to go watch it and see where you fall on the spectrum because the, the, the thing you cannot take away from this movie at all is that it is the most of all the Marvel movies that have come out and like all the different d- diverse directors that we've had over the years. This is the one where the, I feel the director, other than maybe Taika Waititi, where the director really got to keep their own voice and style throughout all the micromanaging that Marvel Studios has over their property. And Guardians, James Gunn. Oh, you're right. And James Gunn, you're right. Uh, But even James Gunn, there's like a little bit like the edges are kind of shaved off. Mm -hmm. Like it's still very much a James Gunn thing, right? Like I'm not taking that, but there is some sanding happening. Whereas this just feels so Sam Raimi to me in Mm -hmm. a way that like just the, the, like all Marvel shots are pretty kind of, you know, locked down. Well, I think standard, he has the most distinctive of, style. Of, I mean, more than Chloe Zhao, more than Taika Waititi, more than James Gunn. You can look at a camera movement and go, that's really fucking Raimi-ish. You know what I mean? It's not even the moves. Even some of his locked down shots were like, he fucking puts it in the corner of a ceiling and is looking down at people in really weird times. It's, it's very fascinating. I don't even know if what he's, I, this is not okay to say. Like, I, I feel really, like, this is worse than me admitting I really don't care for David Lynch. Like, most people are like, oh, yeah, it's an acquired taste for sure. I get that. But I don't see the Sam Raimi love. Uh, 
and I that's I would only admit that to you guys. It's just unfortunate that we're recording right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, our listeners like, are like friends at this ta- like at the kitchen table Evil too. Dead's okay, right? Like mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell's really cool. Uh, Dark Man's like neat, right? But like I, I don't actually think the Spider Man one and two are anywhere close to the best Spider Man movies. I think uh, Tobey Maguire freaks me out. And that, that's that's a huge part of it. Now the camera movements are gorgeous, right? Like the I can't deny his his ability to move a camera. That scene in Spider Man Two with Doc Ock in the on the operating table, uh, so good. And the cameras all, uh, following his arms and stuff. That's amazing, right? We do a couple of those shots in this. But and sometimes the stuff that he does feels like I just graduated film school. Like, look what I can look what I can do. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, this is called a Dutch angle. This <laughs> is a this is a dolly zoom, and everybody's like fucking Sam Raimi, bro. And I'm like, all Andy's buddies in college can do that stuff. I'm mm-hmm. really confused right now. Am I an idiot? Um, anyway, that's my little two cents on the on the Raimi Meister. So, my overall thoughts. Spoiler alert: uh, I did not like this movie, and uh, I had the opposite experience of Andy. I walked out of the theater kind of underwhelmed and a little annoyed at some of the writing. And again, uh, Andy is a cameraman and Steve's an editor and I am a writer. And so if I'm going to be generous for our different perspectives, writing's not the strong point of this movie. No, (laughs) no. And that's not Sam Raimi's fault. It has nothing to do with him. I would imagine this thing has been rewritten a dozen times by the studio. And probably Mm -hmm. while he was working on it, they were like, Oh, no, no way. Home reaction is very strong. We're going to need more cameos. (laughs) And I'm sure that happened. I'm certain of it. And so what he, I'm sure there's whole plot lines that were dropped and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, th- I, think, I think they changed the chronological order of, of this movie in relation to some of the Marvel TV the shows whole phase, that have come out. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm positive Somebody that said happened. that, Raimi said that there's a good 30 or 40 minutes uh, cut out from his cut, uh, which would lend some of the writing weirdness maybe too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll try to be as generous as possible. But since you guys loved it so Don't much, maybe I could be, go in. Fucking be real, man. Maybe I could go in on this motherfucker. I, I went real on Moon Knight. You go be real on going on this. But yeah, I left the theater whelmed. And then I woke up this morning kind of loathing it, right? And so uh, I think of the five phase four movies I've seen, this is, I think, far. Have there been five phase four movies? Yeah, so there's uh, Black oh, Widow, yeah, yeah. Eternals. Right. Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And then there's, what am I missing? There's uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, then this. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I missing? There's one that's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I think all the other four are better than this. I'm, I'm, I think I can confidently say that, I think. Um, I'm one of the few that loves Black Widow, though. I think that's like universally hated by Marvel bros for some reason. Same with Eternals. This jacket is so cool. Even Eternals, though, like I was not hot on that movie. It was not great. Right. But I just like there was parts of it that I really liked. There was nothing offensively. Nothing offended me like this movie pieces of it do. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into spoilers because um, I can't even talk about anything I liked either without spoiling anything. So I'm going to do that real quick. Spoilies. <laughs> We're entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. Okay, let me start with some things that I liked because Andy taught me that's the proper way to criticize a piece of art. A shit sandwich. And I agree. Exactly. I did like a lot about this film. Um, Now that we're in spoilers, I think the second act is the, the film's only strong suit. And even though I think Wanda's motivation is one of the worst aspects of this movie potentially... Uh, I'm not a woman, but I think it's almost downright abhorrently disrespectful. I think I talked to my wife a little bit about it. I was trying to work around that. Um, but this, the, the 
act two, the climax, where she is basically the monster in a horror movie chasing down the other characters, was fucking awesome. That was incredible. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, I also think, even though I don't really jibe with with Sam Raimi's style all the time, I think if they let Raimi be even more Raimi, that this movie would be way better. Like, I just, the problems that I have just reek of studio involvement. Um, they let Raimi be really Raimi-ish, but if they had been like, fuck it, man, here's a billion dollars for whatever reason, <laughs> they would never do that. But if they did... We're never going to make this money back. Like, let's Here's just, a billion dollars for Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, let's just let's just DC it and we'll try to figure it out later. Like, we'll rise a Skywalker. Whatever you do, we'll piggyback. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but if they had done that, I think it would be. Yeah, a whatever movie. you do, we'll ignore it. And then <laughs> yeah, keep going we'll on with what we're trying to do anyway. Um, nice. So I really liked America Chavez's character. I thought she was really neat. I don't know anything about the comic character, but the whole idea that like she's the America only- Chavez is the character. Yeah, the America Chavez the way you said character. That, when you said that sounded like you called her, you meant to say like actor's name's character. No, okay. that's not what I meant. Yeah. I can't pronounce that actress's name, but she was great. Yeah, that's why I did it the way I did it. But thanks for calling attention to it. Yep. <laughs> and so I thought her character was really neat. The idea that she's the only one in all these multiverses and that's why she can jump through them. And like the comics invented that obviously, but like that's a really neat idea. Mm-hmm. And the whole like star punch symbolism thing, that that's all cool. Um, what America else did I like? Fuck. The Danny Elfman score was really cool. Oh, so dope. Andy pointed that out. I didn't love some of the guitar, like electric guitar moments because they like accentuated the camp in that moment each time for me. Uh, but Danny Elfman always ranks that shit, cranks that shit up, right? Oh, man, I love the electric um, guitar. Yeah, so did I. Everything else drove me insane. And I think that a lot of it's not, it's the product of these MCU franchises or these comic book franchises because they have these arcs that span over not only multiple movies, but also TV shows. And so what happens is I'm watching Dr. Strange work through an emotional arc that was started in the first movie five or six years ago, but I've seen him in nine hours of movie since. And so the idea that he's still working through this shit is ridiculous. And that's kind of the, like it's truncated and it makes it all really trite. So you know what I'm saying? Um, and then Wanda, even though we got WandaVision, the whole emotional linchpin of this film is based on her madness from the dark hold, but also grief that we get a good seed for. And WandaVision helps, but it still feels like they went from A to C, which was a little stumble. And then in this movie, she's at point X. And it's just like, it's really jarring and silly. But the part that infuriated me, and this might seem small, but this is like, Nobody gave a fuck when they were writing this movie was when Wong's friend, Sarah stabs the dark hold to sacrifice herself, knowing she's going to die because she's trying to save literal trillions of people. And so she, and she wants to save Wong from having to make that also known sacrifice. She melts and dies immediately after to save the four dudes behind him. Wong undoes that sacrifice snitches the existence of the other dark hold Wanda knew nothing about it and says, fuck the trillions of people. I got to save the four guys in the back that I just thought were dead. I'm not going to do anything clever and lead you on a wild goose chase. I'm not going to fight back, even though I am the sorcerer supreme. I'm just going to fucking snitch. In name only. I'm going to (laughs) snitch immediately. That's not what his character would do. Nobody that was writing this film had any clue or care about what these characters are actually like. 
Doctor Strange was relegated to how he was four movies ago. Wanda was nothing like the woman that we know. Uh, Wong was nothing like the man that we know. And I was just like, fuck all of this, dude. Like you just took us in a time capsule back to 10 years ago and said that I wasted 30 hours of my life. <laughs> I disagree with all of that, except for the Wong one. And uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly that he is a uh, a smarter and uh, braver and uh, just general better person than that. And His whole character is predicated on logical decisions. And yeah. he tries to stop Stephen Strange from doing dangerous shit. Like, oh, I want to help Tom Holland out with his thing, right? And Wong's like, it's not worth it. Fuck that kid. It's too dangerous. And so he would definitely not yeah. do that, right? It, it, that was like Wong's, uh, you know, people on a train and do you divert yeah, the trolley? It yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I think I got most of my shit out. It was a green Minotaur. I have to say that. So <laughs> I would have Celestial sacrificed Spine. infinite people for the green Minotaur as well. Protect the green Minotaur at we all have costs. To protect him. I um, disagree with you on all accounts. The one thing I will give you credit for is I do think the Wanda thing, they they needed to have a little bit of better writing to explain where she is because I don't think they do a good job of explaining the reason why she's at point X now as compared to where we left her off in WandaVision is because she's been she's had the dark hold this the dark whole time. Hold, sure. And the dark hold corrupts absolutely. So did she swooped that at the end of WandaVision from Agatha, right? Correct. Right. Okay. And that's why Agatha was bad was because it corrupts you absolutely. And is that why it was Agatha all along? But can we just say how many times have you seen blah 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 and then the other character blah 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 Carl Blah, blah. You didn't say Carl, did you? How many times are we going to use that yeah. plot reveal? <laughs> and and you guys are just going to blow right by it in this movie. Like, it's fucking solid-ass writing. It's, it's, <laughs> that's the whole movie. So, it's not solid-ass writing. It was. This was the first time that trope has ever kind of tricked me in a way. Not because I didn't catch it, but like the way it's directed as she says it. And the scene. You're goes, almost like, did they fuck that up in the edit? Yeah. The, <laughs> scene, the scene went on for maybe like 30 yeah. seconds. and But like there was no like look from Dr. Strange immediately going, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you're right. So like in the viewing, I was like, wait, did they really fuck that up? Yeah. What? Oh, no, they didn't. Okay. Thank God. But yeah, that's a trope. I actually thought <laughs> I thought that it, it was a trope that worked also because of the timing of it. Like that, it was that this, it worked better than it should have for it, sure. It went on long enough after for her to be like, oh, I fucked that up a minute ago, didn't I? So and let's like, yeah, you did. Also, I think Wong would save those four people because a big part of that movie is you don't throw away a single life for the multiverse for trillion. You don't you don't do what your quote unquote enemies do. You sacrifice one person for the many. Because that was a big thing with Strange in uh, uh, America. Let me just say one more thing, and then I'm going to let Andy drop his load on me. Let me get my camera. If I'm still alive after that, I'll let Steve do, like, clean up the pieces from whatever Andy left, right? You also said you think that this, this is the prettiest Marvel movie. And that's partially fair because of a lot of what Act 2 looks like. Um, well, also, we got... CGI objects thrown at CGI objects for like an hour. When I say prettiest, I mean Wanda vibrant. just throwing these little red balls that are hideous at these people holding up paper plates. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? This looks like a Disney Plus show. That's, that's the perfect metaphor for those things. <laughs> and then like Doctor Strange gets his ass beat by literally everyone. Like not just 
I know that the Scarlet Witch is actually the most powerful character in the MCU or thereabouts. So that's fine. He can't even beat fucking Mordo. Like he's really struggling. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on, man. Mordo. Barely. Well, he also had those handcuffs that stopped him from using magic. So it was like, how do I do, how do I beat this guy without? And it wasn't, was his wig not super obvious and driving you guys crazy? No. I, I'd have a terrible eye for wigs, so no. I've got a terrible eye for wigs. I do. I really, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I have wig blindness. <laughs> I don't a, know if you knew this about me. Periosis. Um, Chris, you can walk in here with a wig and I'll be like, what'd you get the new do, guy? <laughs> okay, Andy. Yes. Drop your load. Oh, my I can't remember the, all the points that I made. I know that you the spoilies. Were... Uh, let's see. Uh, well, you said that you... One of the things that I, I found interesting, and I agree with you uh, to some extent, but um, in as far as the sequel functions, oh, I guess I should say what I'm talking about. You said that this movie kind of picks up on the threads that uh, were uh, established in Doctor Strange, the first one, and then uh, we've seen him in other movies since then, and now we're picking back up on those threads. Um, I actually re- uh, appreciate that they do that because it kind of establishes the uh, characters as their own franchise. And it's like, hey, you can't just say, fuck all these people that we established previously and let's just serve the greater story. Let's let's do this character his justice. What about Christine? That's her name, right? Rachel McCann. Yes. Um, what about her? What about Michael Stolberg, who got fucking top billing credit? This had to have been like in the contract before. Really? Before like they uh scott derrickson quit and they brought in sam raimi the dude in the beginning at her wedding when he says i lost my cats yeah the the doctor from the first is there something else we could have done oh yeah he's on the poster (laughs) like (laughs) that's so insane isn't that fucking wild that had to have been in the contract like forever ago yeah seriously yeah it's absolutely batshit i get top billing i'm (laughs) the one guy everyone forgot about in the first doctor strange (laughs) It, dude, it's bad. That was crazy. an emotional scene. Uh, but so, no, I, I so I don't agree with uh, nobody understands these characters at all. Um, I, I think that they actually they did the characters a service by uh, going to the roots of who these characters are instead of who they are in the context of the MCU. Um, I don't know how to feel about what you brought up about uh, Wanda's arc being a disservice to women because um, it is very much like the uh, mama bear trope taken to an absolute extreme. Well, I left that as I left that as a question mark because mm-hmm. I'm not a woman and I didn't get anywhere with that conversation with my wife because she wasn't sure either. So my first my first thing was, how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, am I off base on this? It, it, no, I, I, you know, I think there's credit to that because I was thinking as well because uh, uh, I was like, oh, man, are they doing a Daenerys where they're making this like strong female character that people love and have loved for years? And now they're flipping the script and making her the villain because children, you know what I mean? Yes. And it felt strange to me mm-hmm. not to be punny in this very serious scenario. But my wife actually retorted because I was like, so isn't it? I was like, honey, is this just me? Am I being like whatever the word is, like, am I just overcorrecting or trying to be careful? Am I thinking about it's this? PC gone mad, Chris. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, <laughs> she's so grief stricken over her man dying and losing her fake kids that mm-hmm. she gets so emotional, you know, <laughs> like that's the plot. Right. And she's like, well, she had to kill her husband and then for no reason, because it didn't actually even work. Yeah. And so effectively kill her kids too. Right. Sure. Uh, mm. 
they never they didn't exist. But yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like what they let's like the message from the movie, the seminal work, Shallow Hal. If <laughs> if you perceive something one way, does it matter? True, you the know? Gwyneth Paltrow classic. True. Yeah. So you know, just just to stop you there, but I know you have a lot more. I I wasn't sure. I just mm-hmm. felt like a little icky. How are they treating mental illness? How are they? And I'm not trying to be like so smart that I saw this. I I don't know, but mm-hmm. it just gave me pause. And since it's the core of this, the other emotional core is trash. And I'm sorry, I just don't think it. Like Doctor Strange's whole thing in this movie that is about his movie is he's the rickest Rick in the universe is his arc. And it's fucking like having been such a huge fan of Rick and Morty. It's already been done better that there's all these other stranges, but he's slightly strangier because he's better than all of them. That's the plot. Yeah. And it's funny to me after watching Rick and Morty so much, but so anyway, go on. So I counted uh, this morning. We actually only saw four uh, Dr. Stranges, four and a half. If you count uh, defender strange as zombie. Um, So, I mean, there, there's a whole lot of room for some strangier stranges out there. Uh, but we're dealing specifically well, with uh, six six one six. Is that what they said Earth is? I yeah. think so. It blows my mind yeah. that they're like, we decided that you're six one six and we're eight three eight or something. Yeah, why wouldn't they label themselves? Like, we're one. one. <laughs> we're definitely one. Right. We're number one. And also in the concept of infinite, shouldn't it be like we're ten to the eight hundred and thirty seventh power? <laughs> well, yeah, we Earth found that and, many. Uh, <laughs> well, I would counter that too. We only seen four <laughs> Doctor Stranges, but America Chavez has seen seventy something of them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you are, well, she's you seen, are the best of them all. She's seen 70 something universes. I think she's only seen the one other Dr. Strange. We don't know because, well, she says like, I've only like, no, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure as someone who just left the theater, nah. I'm pretty sure she says that that one person was her friend and it never occurred to them to look for other strangers before. That's what kicks off their search for more strangers. They're out looking for strange. Look- <laughs> this, this is a movie. This is a two hour movie where Benedict Cumberbatch and his ward go looking for strange on the town. <laughs> All through the multiverse. Oh, shit. Um, I was disappointed that we got to see so much, uh, so many cool little multiverse things for a blip. And then we landed in the one that uh, red means go and there's more flowers. Uh, and that, that was a massive bummer. Uh, hey, it had the pizza pop. I, I wonder how much pizza pop. I wonder how much of that disappointment comes from having recently seen everything everywhere all at once mm-hmm. where that idea is just done so masterfully. Mm-hmm. Well, but then we, we get little cool little things where it's like, oh, we're in the, uh, I can't remember what the, uh, incursion, is that what they call it? Where the, the two the universes collide each other. Yeah. and like, look at these sweet visuals and Dr. Strange's. Uh, at least the two movies have been among the most visually interesting of all the MCU just by virtue of like, look at all the mind warpy interdimensional sure. shit we do. And that was the best that they could come up with was red means go. And we got some flowers and I'm like, really? I mean, Andy was so mad about the flower New York being like the universe that they landed in. Yeah. Like I, it just, it felt like but Andy, that's what would happen. Massively if, missed opportunity. That's what would happen if the Illuminati ran everything. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so we should bring up the Illuminati, right? There, there was a funny moment when the, I forget who actually says it, but they're like, we're, we call ourselves the Illuminati. There's a guy in my auditorium. that was like, Whoa. <laughs> 
I don't think it wasn't a it wasn't the type of woe from like a comic book fan who understands that that is a group in the comics. Right. But it sounded like a guy who was like, oh, I know all about the Illuminati. Yeah. Look, don't get me started. Here's my, oh, where's my dollar? Let me get my Freemason badge. <laughs> <laughs> I read the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> so before we go into like other really cool stuff to talk about, is there anything that you want to respond to that I said, Steve? Uh, no, I think I think I don't necessarily agree with everything you say, but I totally like understand uh, where you would come, where you'd think that. Because I, I, I don't think this... Like I said, writing is not this movie's strongest point. Uh, I do think that uh, I do want to touch on. I like Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange has appeared in all these movies in between. Like we we saw his first movie, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. and I think this is his sixth movie that we've seen him in. Um, and a lot of him recently. Like I feel like we've gotten a lot of Strange well, we because he's such Spider-Man. a big part of yeah. the Spider-Man movies. And in What If. And yeah. he made an appearance, I think, in WandaVision very, very briefly. He was a cameo, I think. Maybe in just the stinger. In the, yeah, the final episode, I think. Um, but So, yeah, we have seen a lot of him. But the first movie kind of dealt with his ego because he's a very egotistical guy. Yeah, like you humility. Know, it's it's not arc. all about you. And that was his arc. This arc... And again, this kind of leads to the writing. I think the arc explains why he is, why he has an ego. It's because he doesn't trust people. He always has to be the one with a knife because he cannot trust other people to do the job. He's the best. That's why he drove himself to be smart because he couldn't save his sister. So not taking America's powers was him not holding the knife. Like you can do this. Literally at the end, it was him saying, I'm relying on you to defeat Wanda because I'm not the one who can. You're the one, only one that can stop her. And, and, mm-hmm. and she's the one that does. She shows her, she gives her essentially what she wants. And that's able to kind of bring her to the realization like, oh shit, I am a monster because of all this stuff. My kids don't even recognize me. They're scared of me because I'm a scary, sure. horrifying monster. That's cool. Um, I also... I, but I but I was also with you in the first half of the movie when I was like, I don't really know how I like about what they're doing with Wanda. Is it going to be like this big turn where like someone's dream walking through her, through her, that type of thing? I thought there was going to be a big a reveal. Big bad behind There's it. an even bigger bad that's so controlling Wanda. Wasn't. I'm glad there wasn't too because at the end of the day, I was like, this is fucking cool. I love that they're taking a, a, a character that's supposed to be quote unquote good. And it's just been given a hard hand. And now she's doing some really dark shit. You understand why she's doing it. You can sympathize with her, but you don't you need that. That doesn't excuse what she's doing, right? She's literally like vaporizing people and all this shit. And there's Dude, no her body count was high. It was very high, very high. And yes, yeah, she's being controlled by the dark hold or she's been corrupted further by it. But still, uh, th- her end is i think appropriate but i think with some a little bit better writing a lot of her motivations would have been more clear also they might have had a little bit more of an impact uh i think the 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 reveal of her dying was like for me it was at like a seven where it could have been at a 10 if it was done a little bit i think it would be really cool if the story was a little way better writing wise and that she was permanently dead i have no illusions that she's dead yeah, I, I think yeah. that she's going to pop back up. And Mephisto saved her in the last moment. Or something. But it wasn't With Mephisto coming around. He's yeah. been lurking in the shadows for years. It's just like, I don't want to keep harping on this. Cause I like to like things and I like that you guys loved it so much, you know, and like I already like the ending way more than I did because the ending as I saw it was, uh, I can't control my power. Yeah, you totally can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the zombie told you you could and that's how you learned. But um. 
Hey, man, if a zombie tells you something, you listen. There's a lot of like <laughs> elementary writing mistakes here. Like the Wong thing was really upsetting. The, the 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 trope of the I said the name that you didn't say. But then also like there's tons of exposition in this movie. Tons of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's a dream sequence with the Sir Patrick Stewart. And they fucking write in for Sir Patrick Stewart to talk out loud about what he's doing. Oh, you're you're the, the mental avatar. And if I pulled you out of here, I think it'll save you. We get it, bro. That, why'd you make Sir Patrick Stewart say that? <laughs> That's visually indicative. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a lot of that. I, I, I You're not wrong. <laughs> the visuals did indicate and you're not wrong yeah. and that was a gorgeous scene by the way the, the white and the red oh yeah yeah uh, but i guess i just feel like a little like i don't understand if this was andy you never saw shang chi right no i saw it oh okay good so yeah. if this yeah, was we like, saw it together we if, did not we chris i'm begging you to listen to the show we did oh, an episode right. on i love shang chi i think <laughs> oh, shang chi was visually amazing i think uh the choreography was incredible but what i'm trying to say is i feel like if it was if it was Shang-Chi or something or Eternals, then you guys would be ripping it to pieces. But there's some, I feel like this could be wrong, like childish thought. I feel like there's like this cult of Raimi where it's not fair. And I want people well, to like things, so I don't me, actually care. Me, but it's like, oh, he's just fucking campy, bro. Like, And I'm like, what, let me throw this back at you. How is it campy you? cool when he does it and bad when someone else does it? I don't understand the difference. This is, Let me throw this back at you. This this movie, as we mentioned before, does not have good writing. But I think it succeeds overall because of the visual style and storytelling and the way Randy sure. is compiling it and putting it together. Like this movie like would be real real fucking bad if you give it to someone else but because Raimi's at the helm it at least separates its from its uh, contemporaries and at least it visually looks like it's saying something I've seen that take from a few people like god what a shit show Raimi must have rescued you know for the movie to be like this Mm -hmm. Um, which is probably true I would agree with that and I think that Shang-Chi and uh, I haven't seen all of Eternals I watched like half of it and fuck, it just it wasn't clicking for me. And so I haven't gone back to finish it yet. But like Shang-Chi, uh, super duper cool at times. But then it like it feels like it's trying to be the other Marvel movies. It's like trying to what if Shang-Chi was directed by the guy that did uh, Captain America and, you know, trying to feel like that movie uh, where this felt like it was trying to be its own thing, I guess, is uh, is not just like. Oh, this they're both campy, but that was bad. And this isn't I, I don't think that uh, Shang-Chi or Eternals were campy in any way. Uh, I, mm. the, this felt uh, more like, like comic book campy, not just like Raimi campy. And mm-hmm. it, it felt like a comic book fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but There's literally a scene in the very beginning. It's when um, he's he's at uh, uh, her wedding. And um, he, he's they're on like the balcony of the whatever building they're in, and they see the monster going out, and he's just like drinks the rest of his cocktail, drinks cocktail, sits down, gets the cape, Dude, the and way then flies that away. he jumped off, that was the way he jumps off, cool. and then they show him flying through the city. I'm like, this is the most 2001 uh, a superhero movie has ever felt since the year 2001. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like part of me is like. In a way, like a little nostalgic, like, ah, oh, yeah, they don't make, they don't make this anymore. <laughs> but another part of me is like, that's fucking corny shit. <laughs> but I, I love that scene where he jumped off the balcony. Yeah, that for was sure. Neat. And that's when the humor was still working. Um, you know, I, I, and I don't want to give the impression that like I'm upset because it wasn't a carbon copy of the other MCU movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, you guys know me well enough, well, but so, the listeners yeah, may sometimes not. if you do a swing, you miss. If this movie was way Ramier, <laughs> weird as shit, 
rated R, I would probably love it. I do wish that was rated R. You know what I mean? It's surprising how violent it, it is. It got very close to R. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah, this is like a like when Black really? Bolt's head caved in. I was yeah, like, fuck. Wild. I, I rewatched that death scene a couple of times last night, and like it pops out and then like kind of drips down the side, but still in in his helmet. It's like, and his nose is bleeding shit. It's yeah. violent, dude. And it cuts Captain Carter in half. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Krasinski is uh, Reed Richards. Yeah, dude. Uh, of the so Fantastic Four. And she like literally cuts him to ribbons. That was something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, well, one, yes, I do the wish that that was bloodier. The way they did it, they looked like they turned him into like spaghetti arm flailing tube man. Yeah. And then he just popped at the top like a balloon. Uh, but so we were talking about how the first Doctor Strange was all about the ego and the second the second one uh, it's about him having dealt with that and uh, doesn't need to be the one holding the holding the uh, knife nice. anymore. Uh, but uh, that, he's a that felt uh, dude, I, I didn't know how badly that I uh, wanted uh, John Krasinski as Reed Richards. And I'm not that guy. But when he popped up in the movie, I literally went yes! like, yeah, like, made fists and pumped, that, pumped my did a fist pump. Like, That's been a rumor fisted. for so fucking long. Like it's been years where people are like yeah. John Krasinski should be Reed Richards and then Emily Blunt should be uh, Sue Storm. You know? mm-hmm. And one of those things like, ah, that, that'd be fun. Sure. But you're right. The moment he's on screen as Reed Richards, I'm like, oh, yes, yes, yes. More of this. <laughs> and and uh, I'll put a pin in. We were debating whether or not that that's going to continue to be him or not. Uh, questions abound. But what I wanted to bring up is that uh, Reed Richards is canonically the smartest man in the MCU. He is the smartest man on Earth. And I wish to God that we had gotten some of that because uh, we got like him just being calm, cool, collected. Like, yeah, you're you know, the our Doctor Strange was kind of a fuckwad. And like, <laughs> I would have liked to Direct have gotten quote. to see. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten to see. uh uh, Reed Richards like put Doctor Strange in his place and flex his brains a little bit and we didn't get to see that and that would have been really cool and that felt like another missed opportunity um, was the Black Bolt guy was that the same actor who was in Inhumans it was it yes. was and he's uh, that's what Jimmy asked me and I didn't I'd never seen that I, I didn't know Inhumans was a thing I <laughs> I, I read that today uh, oh Ramsey Bolton's in it uh, oh, oh yeah cool. Uh, but he's also it's uh, not a good show. Captain Pike in Star Trek. It's the same actor. Is uh, that really? Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. There's a new Star Trek show you didn't talk about at all. It came out yesterday and I haven't had time <sighs> to sit and watch it. He's the lead in it, I guess. It's or, Captain Pike. Yeah. I knew Captain Pike was the captain. I didn't know it was that dude. This dude's getting work. Oh, <laughs> shit. Good for him. Yeah. He's and a British sure queen. That, yes. that dude with his literal one line probably had more lines than Michael Stolberg and yet is not top billing. Definitely more screen time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we got to see, uh, you know, and a lot, this is such nostalgia. Like a Do, lot. A lot are of you talking about what I think you're going to talk about? Professor X coming into the X Men animated series music. Yeah, when the when those little notes play when he like comes rolling into that chamber, I was like, you know, Danny Elfman was like, I gotta. But here's what would have been cooler. Just stay with me, guys. I know it's going to seem absurd at first, but just close your eyes and imagine it. Close them. You see the yellow chair and a little bit of a wheel shaped like an X, right? Yep. They see me rolling. <laughs> they hate him. <laughs> Steve just got so disgusted. Trying to get me rad and dirty. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart's got his rays in the roof for the chair. <laughs> um, Reed Richards is doing like the little just humble jiggle. <laughs> So then we also got um uh, I, I can't remember her name, the, the Cap- Captain 
her friend from Carter. Captain Marvel. Um, oh, Ram- Rambo. Is that was that is it Rambo? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. She she's the 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 Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel in this yes. universe, which I thought was an interesting like. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. I know that Scarlet Witch is powerful, but fuck, Captain Marvel's almost invincible. True, but she can Scar- like move planets and shit. Seemingly, her armor coming off was a big aspect to her dying there. Um, a little unclear, but I don't recall. Uh, but like the Captain armor Marvel can like deal. fly through a star, and which is mm-hmm. a sun. And when, just, when she's got her glowy on. I mean, she didn't have her glowy on. Is that what it is? <laughs> she, she, Sorry, took the, she took the glowy off. She took, I don't know why you would ever turn that glowy off. I, I So isn't it like she was exposed to something in Cap- I haven't seen. She Captain was exposed to whatever the Tesseract was. Okay. Because they were making some sort of engine and they were using the Tesseract as the, you know, catalyst for the engine. And then that engine blew up in front of her. Like mm-hmm. she shot it and blew gotcha. it up and the, 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 all the power kind of like went into her. She's exposed to powerful things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so Strange I can, I can see conceptually uh, Scarlet Witch can strip you of magic. I mean, things, she can, but she you can know, alter uh, reality is her yeah. main power, which is and just, then, and that's kind of the, OP. That's, that's a writing yourself into a corner thing. Cause yes, yeah, Scarlet Witch literally can rewrite reality as she sees fit. So, so much of this movie is her just like, you know, it's it's effectively shot where she looks like a, it's horrifying the way she's walking down the halls after people when she just has the oil all over her and she looks messed up and her eyes are glowing. But if she can warp reality, why the fuck is she wasting time like lightning bolt, lightning bolt? Yeah, the whole bolt. red ball thing. Yeah, it, why does why does she waste her time doing that? Prior to this film in WandaVision, she wasn't that powerful at all. She would just like levitate things. Mm-hmm. You know, she was Jean Grey before the Phoenix and now she's Phoenix. Right. Um, but I don't know. And she used to do more like whispery stuff. We got a little bit more right. of that. You know, she used to do that. And, uh, fucking which one was that? age of Ultron? Uh, we got, we got to see her the be, whisper. be all whispery witchy. And, that was so uh, cool. That, but also like because of the raminess of it, it was like kind of funny. Like, this is the thing. I, Raimi's cool. He's a good guy. I think that's part of the reason is everybody in the industry just like knows him as like a really good, <laughs> talented guy. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But like all of his horror is like kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, honestly, as, so, and as, and this is just speaking for me as someone who's not super into horror films. That's why I think I've always liked Raimi stuff. Cause that it is kind of funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're a happy guy. Like, and it, so I get the humor, but I also get the suspense. So it, mm-hmm. like it, it works for me. So, but if it was like straight horror, I don't know. If and I this was be. so up his alley, like the madness yeah. of a book. You know, like he's like, yeah, that's yeah. what I fucking do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just have a book. Uh, you got a, a talking zombie that's kind of funny looking. Oh, true. What was Bruce the book Campbell. called? The Dark Hold. The Dark Hold. You got Bruce Campbell. The Necronomahold. <laughs> the Necronomahold. Get a scary looking girl. Yeah. You know, this yeah. this movie was fucking made for him. In a in a way that's even more so than Spider Man. But like, yeah, I mean. I like the different. The, I like the different things they did with Doctor Strange's powers. Um, okay, I want to ask you guys this because I this did not hit. Like I was into it, then hated it, then loved it, then hated it because they Raimi lets it go on a long. Oh, time. I think I know what you're going to talk doing about. battle with Danny Elfman's score. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the jury's out. <laughs> uh, I, and then that I little mean, note, pink, is how he wins. <laughs> when it starts, all I was thinking of, like, you don't need to be doing this in slow motion. This is not, you don't yeah. need, because it's like a slow-mo thing. But then when he does that one little dink note, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that one. That was like, a good note. I like that one. I loved it because uh, it it felt like a celebration of the score, which uh, up to that point, again, I think this is probably the best score in every MCU movie. It was so fucking good. But um, I, uh, I I thought that it was uh, a lot of fun to uh, I'm, I'm struggling to uh, phrase it right, but I, it felt like it was the most comic book thing that they've ever done in a comic book movie. Like that felt like something that would have happened in like issue 234 of Doctor Strange. And it's just like, I'm fighting the music man today. And here, this is how I fight him. Yeah. And I'm pretty uh, sure this happened shot for shot in the Adam West Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Great Scott, old chum. Hit him with the music notes. (laughs) And so probably somewhere that that is in a Doctor Strange thing, too. And And Christine's just standing outside. I love when... (laughs) They like acknowledged how bad the score was for or the the writing was for a moment there. He was like, it's going to take more than killing me to kill me this time. And it cuts to her and she goes, just like (laughs) turns her eyebrow up at him. Like, did you really just say that? Uh, when, when he's a yeah. zombie, but uh, yeah, there's a part where uh, they say we got to go see the Illuminati, and Doctor Strange goes, "Oh yeah, the Illuminati." Yeah, dude, the Illuminati. The Illuminati. First off, that's a word in our universe that you already know. Illuminati. <laughs> Illuminati is you know coincidentally the name of my rap album that's dropping in a month. <laughs> it's Illuminati, but N A U G H T. Sequel to Illuminati. Illuminummies. That's the stuff that I'm talking about that like at the time I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And now like the next day I'm like, Illuminati. Illuminati. I'm going to put that on a shirt and give it to Chris. (laughs) Illuminati. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate your guys's take. I I like the movie much more than when I walked into this room. Um, I had, I literally, I never said this out loud, but I was never going to watch this movie again. If nothing else, it's uh, now, now I want to nice. So that's great. I mean, I've even seen, I've seen Batman V Superman twice. Right. So like that was a crazy feeling for me to have, but that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I will, I will watch it again. Good man. I'm, I'm glad that we were able to assuage your, I, I'm praying. Here's what bit. I would love. Cause I'm a, I'm a masochist. Uh, I would love for the extended cut with another half an hour which I don't yeah. think, I don't know that MCU ever does anything like that, but I, I want like five hours in four parts. <laughs> oh my God. That I'm, would be right up Chris's alley. The I Raimi cut. I love it. I love that Release shit. I think the, the Raimi cut, the Snyder cut is a work of genius. <laughs> this is a work of art. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else that we want to say about Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness? Oh, the thing I hated. I didn't, I didn't say the thing. What did I you hated? hated? The, the, the little Nick, I knit. I wanted to pick. There was something that you hated that yeah. I didn't hate already? Yeah. Okay. It was very small, but it was okay. fucking dumb, and I hated it. That's the last scene of the movie. When he's oh, like, the third eye. It looks so bad. He's like, I'm going to go walk on the street. And he's like, ah, something's happening. And his third eye opens in the middle of the sidewalk. Cut to credits. And you're like, then oh, he's fine. Okay, interesting. And then it cuts back, and he's like, walk. Got a scarf on. Remember that third eye thing that happened 30 seconds before? It's well, back. it's here and I'm okay with it. 
So something happened in the last 30 seconds. Yes. Oh, also, here's Charlize Theron. That's one of those. Dressed up as a fucking member of glam. <laughs> oh, so, right. Yeah. Did that apparently that's bad. Dormammu's daughter. Niece. Oh, and his wife. Uh, in, in the, the comics. Sira yeah. or something. Clea. Clea. Yeah. Well, something like that. I don't know. Somebody told me. Charlie's that. Theron. So I think that the third eye thing is for, you know, if you're a comic reader, uh, if you're a Doctor Strange comic reader, rather, we're all comic readers. But if you're a Doctor Strange comic reader, you're like, oh, I know what that is. We don't, right? It's, well, it's. But I don't know why the CGI looks like it was 1998. I just don't know why that's. Yeah, they're okay. literally just copying, pasting. Yeah, like, like I could do that. Not only Steve could do that, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do that on And TikTok. when she crawls out of the shield that has a shiny reflection in the horror sequence, that is straight like Ringu. Not even the ring. It's like oh, Ringu okay. special effects. Like I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, that that was particularly bad. It looks like lights out or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this is what the fuck? This is a three hundred million dollar movie. That was rough. Like, I feel like stylistically, Raimi's like, no, don't polish it again. No, I can do another vector mask. No. No. This this, this is to, perfect. This gotta come out. <laughs> Actually, I need you to remove a mask. Did I say it right? Am I doing cool editing lingo right now? Vector mask was solid. Yeah, thanks, guys. Dude, you're crushing it. <laughs> it's you, an idiom. You said of, it with such confidence and gusto. <laughs> I didn't even like think like, oh, Chris isn't. He never knows what he's talking about. This is great. Anywho's old. Yeah, um, like, like, it, like I understand the third eye is supposed to like represent how he's still technically being influenced by the dark hold. Uh, like that's somehow part of him still. Um, but like he just the way that they're like, ah, my head and it ends in pain. Like that's kind of an interesting, like, oh, cliffhanger. What's going to happen to Dr. Strange? And yeah, then just to immediately. Undone by the MCU necessity of a credit scene. We have stinger. to have a, a stinger. And it's just like, forget all that dumb shit where he's like, oh, my head in the sidewalk. You're Charlize Theron, nerds. When that happened, I was like, okay, that it that isn't really canonical. That was just like a hey, dumb little horror thing at the end. Like, oh, we're all happy. And then the arm grabs you and pulls you through the floor at the very last scene yeah. or very last second. Uh, so I didn't take that as like, oh, he has a third eye now. And then that uh, mid-credits scene happened. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a thing now. And I hope they do it better the next th- time. The third eye... It, is also like visually we saw it first in what if I believe the Supreme Strange or whatever version of that Doctor Strange is he has the third eye as well does he I think he gets it at one point but like yeah it's just such a weird way to end the the movie and then like oh here's uh, Charlie Theron playing uh, Jim from Jim. <laughs> What yes. I was starting to say before, though, like, if nothing else, this is one of the most memorable MCU movies. They all kind of blend together. And I am not going to forget fucking even if I never see this movie again, I'm not going to forget fucking zombie strange stumbling around the city and shit. That's so dope. <laughs> when he bursts his hands out of the, yes. the, the quote unquote grave. It's I such a like, let's fucking go. Such what a, about when he used all of the vengeful spirits as his new cape? cloak? That, that was dope. super. That was so that when I started saying like I loved his uh, the powers that they did, that was what I was going to lead to. So thank you for reminding me because that was so fun. All because cool. Christine was whispering to him from another universe. Don't let those spirits fuck you. You're the fuck the spirits. You're the sorcerer. You're the man. You're the daddy of the spirits. Don't be a little bitch. (laughs) And And then when they they get to Wanda, they're like, we need to get you. (laughs) She's like, ah, get away. I'm the most powerful being in the universe, but get away. (laughs) I mean, if those things are coming to hug me. And so those spirits were mad because he did it in a dead body, right? Yeah. Yeah. He they was, were like little timekeepers. We did get to see the uh, what are they called the uh, the Watchers or whatever. Um, the voiceover from Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright. 
Uh, we got to when they did the cutting between the universes. There was one that they shot through that was oh. their giant heads oh. for a split second. I didn't I see that. I really want to see someone do like a shot for some of those mm-hmm. go by so quickly you can't really. I, I wonder if one of those is like a Star Wars planet. He's like, they was did one that, of those they a did painting? That in what if, like when they did a similar thing with. Uh, Oh, because Disney owns everything. Yeah, it doesn't they, matter. Yeah, there was a scene where like Voltron and Jeffrey Ryder cra- doing the same thing. They cut through Chris's through a house for of- a second. <laughs> yeah, they did. No, but they, you could see like most, they go through Mustafar at one oh, point. that's cool. So I wonder if they did that in, again in this movie. If they went through like the Muppet Theater at one point. <laughs> I will watch this on uh, 4K Blu-ray. That's my, I'm sure the steel so book will be amazing. So you're going to buy it. I, yeah, I buy it. I like boxes. Yeah. I have tons of movies I don't like. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention Chris got the box. Did they still have the boxes today? The what? The popcorn boxes? The Ashanti. Oh, I didn't even look at the... I did, I went right past the concession. I got oh, one, baby. Okay. It's, what it's what a, is the it's box? It's a giant orange box like from Spider-Man No Way Home that they're trying to contain the thing. Oh, and, But okay. it was full of popcorn, baby. Baby. It's really cool. <laughs> it's way more practical for a popcorn holder than the uh, Batman helmet was. But I want the Batman cowl. I wish I had gotten that. Why was I being frugal that one day for the only day of my life? But hey, now you got this uh, this keepsake to forever remind you of Doctor Strange. Because <laughs> I'm such a huge stra- I have all these Doctor Strange tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sprang for that one, baby. But uh, at the end of the day, I had a really good time uh, with Andy and my wife watching this movie. That's a fact. And uh, I will watch it again. I'm excited for the rest, though. A lot of people, it's cool to shit on phase four. And I can see that it's a far cry from what the Infinity Saga became. Um, But we got some really cool stuff coming, like Blade. Um, That's going to be really cool with Mahersha Ali. And then we get, um, uh, what's his name? Most of the stuff in phase four is better than the stuff in phase one. Jon Snow's got a sword character, Black Knight or something. Mahersha Ali was going to be Blade. He's Blade. That's rad. He's Blade, baby. Hell That's going to be really cool. And maybe John Krasinski as uh, uh, Fanta- maybe as, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Harry Styles is uh, Thanos' brother. Yeah. Eros. That's going to be neat. And uh, Patton Oswalt is Pip, the, uh, yeah, the little the gnome goblin dwarf thing. Yeah, whatever that was. That <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm just out of the loop. I that, didn't know that, that was all the first stinger and for Eternals. Eternals, yeah. Oh, okay. But it's a horribly CGI'd monster that uh, Pat Oswald is. Sweet, it's one of the worst CGI things I've and ever he can, seen. He actually sits under Eros's hat and controls him by yanking on his hair. <laughs> the Ratatouille, Rakakuni, Rakakuni, Rakakuni. I think that we're done talking about uh, Doctor Strange. That was a, a good long episode. Hopefully, Steve can fix the part where I tried to make a Phil joke. They didn't get it. Then I forgot what I was actually saying. He still and ruined hold. everything. <laughs> I ruined everything. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. Thank you so much. Look forward to more Stranger Things coverage. We'll be back later in the month. That's all the time we have. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this was Stranger Things. Wait, no. Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Happy streaming. <laughs>